This is Packers Now. Kyle Rogers looking. Throws left side of the end zone. Yes! Touchdown! Place for all your Packers news. Lost it over the left side into the end zone. Intercepted! Adrian Get the latest updates on the green and gold. Snap to Aaron Rodgers. Sets, fires, right side. Got Jordan Kelly at the 30. Touchdown! It's always Packers season at Packers Now. Right here, right now. And the Packers are going to the NFC Championship game. I'm your host, Ben Kurkowski, and today is round one of the NFL Draft, and I want to go in order with what I believe is the best to kind of worst-case scenarios for the Packers in round one tonight. And so... As we jump into the draft, it starts at 7 p.m. tonight. Don't miss it. It's going to be a really fun time uh, as we consider all the players the Packers could be going after. My best case scenario, number one from day one since we started talking about the draft, has been the Packers drafting Jackson Smith and the Jigba at 13 overall. Do I think the Packers will do this? I, I don't think so. They don't draft receivers in the first round, but... If we go back to the first time Aaron Rodgers was taking over as the starting quarterback back in 2008, I believe it was, the Packers ended up trading back, and the first player they did draft was Jordy Nelson. And then I believe it was Jermichael Finley after that. So I there is reason to believe that the Packers see a young quarterback and want to continue to build around him, and they might do the same in this draft as well. But... I've loved JSN from day one. The Packers don't have any salary cap space to go out and sign a big name receiver free agent. Top of the line receivers nowadays are just as expensive as bottom end quarterbacks. If you want one, you need to draft one. To me, there are no other receivers who can truly have a week in and week out effect on the productivity of our offense right now. With just Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, we will have no idea how good Jordan Love really is in 2022. There will, there will be plenty of excuses for why he did not perform well this upcoming season, but if the Packers have Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs on the outside with JSN in the slot, I believe with our offensive line as good as it is, as strong as our running back room is, this offense would be plenty talented for us to really be able to tell if Jordan Love is worthy of being an above-average starting quarterback. And like we've talked about before, if Jordan Love cannot produce in this offense next season with the offensive line he has in front of him, with the receiver, the receiving weapons, we should be able to get him within the first two rounds of this NFL draft. And he's a middling to below-average quarterback. That would warrant the Packers to move on to a new quarterback in the 2024 NFL draft. And there would be no excuses that would warrant the Packers sticking with Jordan Love for one more season. That's why it's so important to get a to get a bunch of pass catchers early on for the Packers in this draft. Scenario number two, okay, the Packers trade back at least one major time to acquire a 2024 first round pick or a bunch of day two picks. If JSN is gone off the board, to me, there is no surefire prospect worthy of being selected at pick 13, especially considering the Packers situation that is one that is not competing for a Super Bowl in 2024. And so there aren't any needs the Packers have to fill. In Brian Gutekind's first NFL draft, he maneuvered around the draft board to acquire an extra first round pick from the Saints so they could trade up for, so the Saints could trade up for their guy in Marcus Davenport. If there is a player 
that falls on the draft unexpectedly that a team is willing to jump 10 plus picks up for the Packers should be willing to move down to acquire an extra first round pick from that team. In my example, I gave yesterday, the Packers could trade down once first to gain an extra second round pick to a team like the Steelers at 17. But also after that, then the Packers could look to trade all the way back with a team at the top of the second round to get that extra 2024 first round pick back in a trade if a team like the Steelers at pick 32 the Texans at 33 the Cardinals at 34 Colts at 35 Rams at 36 Raiders at 38 Titans at 41 or the Falcons at 44 any of those teams if they were trying to do a major jump up for a QB that falls or a B. John Robinson or some other player some team might consider the Packers should move back in a trade with them to gain extra draft capital reports are that the Packers are already fielding calls to try and move back so that they can grab either tight end Dalton Kincaid or Michael Mayer later on in the first round. They don't want to do it at 13. They want to do it a little bit later on. And at pick 13, the value is not right for either of those two players. I don't believe those two players are worthy of being that high of a selection. I also believe that there's so much better value from possible tight ends that you could simply draft in the second round. Anytime I think about value, I think about, hey, can I get 90% of this player 30 20 to 30 picks later if so it's probably not the best value to draft this guy in the first so looking at some new data that came out from pff looking at nfl tight end success the two biggest predictors are 10 yard split and the ability to avoid tackles and actually neither michael mayer or dalton kincaid were able to be above the 50th percentile threshold in college which is a little concerning for these two very important predictors of success Okay, Michael Mayer just is not athletic enough um, to be able to do these things. And then Dalton Kincaid, he maybe would have been able to pass this 50th percentile threshold, but uh, because of his back injury, he did not test prior to the draft. But there are still seven other tight ends predicted to be drafted later on in the draft that all have hit these percentiles. Maybe drafting a tight end like Mayer or Kincaid is not the right move for the Packers, but also there's a lot of people out there giving the Packers Dalton Kincaid in mock drafts constantly, especially when they're at pick 15. And those people are way smarter than I am. But the reasons I am not a huge fan of grabbing a tight end in the first round is because the data says, Hey, you're almost just as likely to have success finding a tight end in the second round as you are in the first. The money you save from drafting a tight end is not that much. Mayer in the first round is the problem with him is he's just not athletic and he doesn't hit those thresholds we talked about earlier. Then Kincaid is coming off a back injury, which is concerning. He's already 23 years old, 23 years old. So he's an older prospect. And so that kind of bothers me. He has shorter arms. He's a lighter frame at just 240 pounds, but I'm not sure he even plays that heavy. So if I'm the Packers and I'm really drafting one of these tight ends, I hope they do it after one to two trade backs, but there is reason to believe Kincaid is special. Okay, PFF had him rated as the number one receiving grade in the country last season among all receivers and tight ends in college football. So people are saying, hey, if anybody could be the next Travis Kelsey at tight end, this would be the guy. Personally, I'm saving that comparison for Brock Bowers, who's coming out of Georgia in next year's draft. But that doesn't mean there can't be two great tight ends in two years either. I'm all about trading back one to two times and getting extra day two picks or an extra 2024 first round pick. Scenario number three, and we have to talk about this, but no team is willing to trade back. I believe the Titans have to be drafting an offensive lineman of some kind of pick 12, if not Anthony Richardson. Um, 
because that is true, I think the Packers will have to take their chances that JSN falls to them. But let's say JSN is off the board and no team is willing to trade back. What do the Packers do then? Because they're going to be forced to draft the best player available to them. So scenario three, we have to go to our big board, decide who's the best player available is, and honestly just draft them. That means the Packers will have to look at their board. I'm assuming guys like Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, JSN, Tyree Wilson, Christian Gonzalez, Bryce Young are all off the board. And so to me, my board starts with cornerback Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois, who I think is the best cornerback in this draft class. And if for some reason he falls, even though he doesn't have a clear path to the field for the Packers, he would be a must grab. Next is Peter Skronsky out of Northwestern, the best offensive lineman in this draft class, the best interior offensive lineman prospect since Quentin Nelson came out. And he has been as good as it gets at guard for the Colts since they drafted him. The Packers love versatility out of the, on their offensive line, and Skronsky can play all over, which would be super beneficial as the Packers consider looking to trade away, trade away major players like David Bakhtiari and Yash Nyman, hopefully as part of this rebuild. I really like Skronsky. And next is Anthony Richardson out of Florida. Richardson, he's raw. He has a tough throwing motion that has to be completely remade, but he's still very smart, still understands football. Even though he's basically a better athlete than Cam Newton, nothing the NFL has ever seen before at the quarterback position as an athlete. This guy is insane, okay? You can build a whole offense around him just running the football. He graded very highly on his S2 test, which measures how quickly this guy can make decisions. He wants to sit in the pocket. He wants to be a pocket passer. Anthony Richardson, if <clears throat> if you embraced him as a quarterback and what he does well, he could take over the NFL the same way Jalen Hurts did with the Eagles last year. But you would have to build an entire offense around him, and I would if I was a head coach. Now, it is unlikely that any of those three guys I just mentioned will even be on the board, to, though, tonight when the Packers are selecting. So if I had to choose a different direction because the Packers could not trade back, I guess... I would probably go with Nolan Smith out of Georgia, who I believe will be the next Clay Matthews, but a better run defender. And he utterly changed our defense for years. The problem with Nolan Smith is I really like him, but I can get a very similar player in Will McDonald at the end of the first or start of the second round, who I would be ecstatic to have as well, who's a little slower, but just, but just as explosive, but with longer arms. Then my next guy would be Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State, who is really good. Really good size, can be a solid starting left tackle for a long time, has played guard before as well, so we can get him on the field early on. But there's so many other offensive tackles I really like, and I could get my favorite value offensive tackle in Dewan Jones, a physical freak of nature, simply again at the end of the first or early second round, the same way I just mentioned about Will McDonald and Nolan Smith. So then you're like, okay, I could say, well, I could draft a Lucas Van Ness or a Miles Murphy. Both of these oversized, big, long edge rushers, 275 pounds, have problems to their game that really concern me. And again, I could simply just draft an Ade Adeboare, who I love out of Northwestern, at the top of the second round for very similar value. The only thing that really sticks out to me about all these players I just mentioned, though, is Miles Murphy, is he is very young. He just turned 21 in January. A lot of these guys are turning 22 some of them already are 22 years old, so there is a lot of development for Miles Murphy. Miles Murphy started producing at the college level at 18 years old, 19 years old, and 20 years old as his three seasons in college football. So he's been playing at a high level, but he played at about a similar level the whole time, which is concerning. Why? I'm not sure. He has really small hands, which is not the end of the world, but it's also like really weird. So it's, it's hard. 
right here with the problem with all those players I just mentioned and why I ideally would love to trade back is because I see being able to draft Will McDonald, Dewan Jones, and Ade Adeboare at the start of the second round would be incredible value knowing where their counterparts are currently being drafted in the middle of the first round. And honestly, because of the value I just stated at the start of the second round, I think I'm coming around to the fact that if, hey, Scronzi's off the board, JSN's off the board, Anthony Richardson's off the board, Devon Witherspoon's off the board, and I cannot trade back, I could see why the Packers may want to simply draft Dalton Kincaid and take a huge chance at something just truly special adding to your offense if he actually could be a Travis Kelsey. While, ideally, to me, this is the scenario I want to happen. I think the Packers, if JSN, all those guys are off the board, the Packers hopefully can trade back once or twice, gain that 2024 first round pick or one to two extra day two picks. If the Packers get two extra second round picks, that could look like trading back with the Steelers, getting a second rounder, then trading back with the Bills, getting an extra sec- second and third round pick, and then select a player like Dalton Kincaid at pick 27 then use that extra draft capital from those two tradebacks to trade up and grab all three of the players I just mentioned, a starting right, right tackle in Dewan Jones, speed edge rusher in Will McDonald, and a power rusher who's super long with unheard of athleticism in Ade Adeboare at the top of the second round. This, to me, would probably be the best draft you could ask for if you cannot get Jackson Smith and Jigba at 13. So it's going to be a fun night. We'll recap the whole thing and get a podcast out to you as fast as I can so you can stay updated on what to watch for. But that is all we have today, folks. If you have not already, make sure to subscribe, give me a review so I can hear what you guys think about the podcast and tell your friends about Packers now so that they can get all the latest updates on the green and gold because it's always Packers season at Packers Now. Thanks, guys.